0: give up, just don't be afraid to leave health insurance rip off lying, FDA big bankers buying fake computer crashes dining cloning while they're multiplying fashion shoots with Beck and Hanson, Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson you're all fakes, run to your mansions, come around we'll kick your ass in (laughs) (laughs) Continue
1: podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give up.
0: You You got the music in you. you. You Uh, I want to make it abundant.
1: Get what you need, no (laughs) wait. Uh,
0: continue. Welcome, welcome back to Continue Podcast, the podcast that is ostensibly about video games, but not really. No, I
1: mean it is.
0: It's technically about video games. It's technically about video games. I, I want to make it abundantly clear to our our wonderful Patreon backers and our regular listeners and those of you who might be listening to this for the very first time. I am not a fucking jukebox, okay? I you don't you don't get to you don't get to make requests in the slow jam alley, all right? That's not oh, wow. how this works, okay? But I want to I want to. Make- no, I. Damn, I say, pumpkin. All right. No, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to dole out the harshness.
1: Um, oh my God. No, to, Calm to your our, titties. Pet some kitties.
0: I want, I want to make it clear that one of our listeners mentioned that he was in the shower and thought of me doing. You get what you give by the new radicals as a slow jam, and wondering if the rat breakdown at the end counted as a slow jam. <laughs> and that is the goddamn funniest thing I've ever heard, top to bottom. Okay, that's that, it, like <laughs> it's it's like that. That is the shower thought, and like the, the manifestation of it. Like inspiration was. Does the does the Song the the hit song by the New Radicals <laughs> count as a slow jam, and I we've almost discovered made
2: bucket hats cool.
0: It it, it, no. it didn't happen. No, no, It absolutely did. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, all the way down. Stop it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Continue Podcast. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and I am one of three hosts, and um, the other hosts are are here. Sitting here. See how good I am at hosting? I know words. We got Susan Arndt.
1: <laughs> Much like The Walking Dead, I am dead inside.
0: Oh damn. yeah, but like you're, like you're not you haven't been dead inside for like years, like The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead's been dead inside for like four years running.
1: What are you talking about? That CGI deer was everything. That's your
0: thesis? The CGI deer? <laughs> That oh, CGI yeah. deer, like, that's that's one that I think about in the shower every now and again.
1: <laughs> the the, the CGI deer from The Walking Dead is my Patronus. Oh, my
0: God. You, like, because what would happen is all of the Dementors would just be like, what, seriously? What am I, <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I what, supposed to do with this? Where, where did the budget go? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Come on. <laughs> and by the time they tried to eat your soul, you'd be fucking gone. Just that's true. AWOL. A- 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 Yeah, Uh, we've also got Dave Roberts, the staff Roberts of the show.
2: Here's your triple dose of vinegar for the evening. Uh, Fuck you, Apple, for giving me a heart attack. I know you're listening over these podcast notes.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: Luckily, I don't got my weekend is free again. So (laughs) thank
1: you. So uh, for those who might not know why, why specifically today, Apple gets a fuck you. You wanna fill them in there, Sunshine? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They
2: yeah, they they sent an email like here's some RSS and metadata best practices. Don't use episode numbers in your show titles. I like I do wonder if
0: you don't follow these rules, we will delist you from the store. Did somebody up at the Cupertino campus there in the in their big fucking Epcot center? uh were they like eating edibles were they did they have like a bunch of weed gummies and brownies and they're like you know it would be funny man as if like we just broke like 99.9 percent of all podcasts going back to 2004 dude like what if we broke them
2: all what if we did that what if what if we made it so like a podcast specifically centered around like a show (laughs) with sequential numbered titles like what if that just didn't work anymore just broke it man what if we what what if dude we just i just got back i got i just got back from skype's campus they update that shit every week and it's worse all of the time
0: <laughs> why don't we do that yeah. we just got back from skype's campus you guys don't know this but it's basically like a dada is theater troupe up there and they're just keeping it raw every day they don't even plan the deploys <laughs> their GitHub, their GitHub tracking is just a bunch of angry smiley faces.
1: <laughs> it's been that a week here at yeah, it Camp
0: Continue. We're all punchy, everybody. Yes. That that, get, that GitHub drop is especially for Dizo and Editor in Chief Susan Arndt too. That's that's all that. Uh, it's been a week in the broader world of the things that you listening care about and that we care about as well. Um, before we jump into our individual topics for this week, of which we have some humdingers, uh, we were going to briefly talk about some some stuff from the news that actually excited all of us. Uh, Amy Hennig. Amy Hennig, she of the magical Star Wars game that we will never play, the creative director on Michael Jordan in the Windy City for Super Nintendo. <laughs>
2: God damn it!
0: That's right. Her first directorial <laughs> <You> credit. Asshole. <laughs> Yo, that game is tight. <laughs> Come on, Michael Jordan with chaos in the Windy City.
1: That is a fucking. Of course, that's where your brain goes immediately. Well, okay. In his defense, she... if I were ever to meet James Cameron, I would talk to him about Piranha Two.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You'd yeah. want to talk about or if like if I if I met like. Freaking, basically any director from that, like if I met John Carpenter, I'd be like, "Yo, dog, let's talk about like Dark Star, man. <laughs> <It's> Ghosts of Mars. Ghosts of Mars. Let's Ghost of get, Mars. Let's I get into Ghost this. watch of
1: Mars every time it's on.
0: I think Ghosts of Mars is actually good. Like I don't it's think that's bad. a bad movie. It's
1: not yeah. bad. Yeah.
0: So, all right, all, all jokes aside, uh, Amy Hedig is most famous for her work with Naughty Dog. Uh, she is the creator of the Uncharted series. And, uh, recently gave one of her big, uh, first big public profile interviews, uh, since leaving Electronic Arts in 2018.
2: Place where dreams go to die. The the place where a lot of
0: things, (laughs) hmm. Uh, no, I, I was about to talk about Anthem and we're just going to stay on target. Nope, (laughs) nope,
1: (laughs) Nope. moving on. Uh, Do you want to put
0: everyone (laughs) to sleep? (laughs) Uh, yeah, she she flat out said that if somebody had pitched Uncharted today, it would never ever ever get made ever. And man, uh, she's right. I yeah. I don't think that I don't think that there's any question uh, about the correctness of that. People pointed to God of War and Spider Man and some other huge high profile single player success stories. Resident Evil Two just you know uh, sold a million. Uh, Way, well over a million copies Kingdom Hearts 3 sold 3 million copies in just a couple of days uh, the difference is, is these are all super well established franchises all of these things are sequels and even more uh, modest successful single player games for the past few years things like Nier Automata which is a sequel are far more modest in terms of their production values uh, than even the original Uncharted people forget because it's pretty dated now, but when uncharted, the first uncharted came out in 2007, it was one of the most expensive endeavors that had ever been undertaken in video games. It was incredibly expensive to make and completely unproven. There wasn't a lot of interest in that type of game at that time, even in 2007, it would never happen at this point. Susan, you're you're with me.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, It's it's important to remember that it was, and obviously still is, a PlayStation exclusive, but it was a PlayStation 3 game. And Mm -hmm. what it was being used for was to highlight how, look at the gorgeous games, look at our tech. There was specifically a commercial about Uncharted telling you to get your girlfriend to watch it like a movie,
2: yeah. To tr- yeah. trick your girlfriend into
1: yeah thinking <laughs> so, it's a movie. It, it was like yeah, the fact that it was a great game that that sold was kind of ancillary. They wanted yeah. it to sell systems. They wanted it to sell the potential of the PS3, which had such a rocky start. So yeah, that that wouldn't happen now.
0: No. No, not, not not at all. And, like, you you can point to uh, some fairly significant examples of brand-new intellectual properties uh, being made that are, are single-player games. Uh, Death Stranding is happening. But Death Stranding is, you know, even that doesn't count. No, nope. Like, you can see at all. It is one of the three most recognizable creators in all of video games that is also like a big tentpole look at the thing that we can tie to our brand it's a prestige thing yeah as much as it is
1: i would argue that is for all intents and purposes a metal gear sequel emotionally Emotionally. oh yeah yeah Uh, especially
2: after what happened with konami yeah for sure exactly
1: exactly people well you know what here's the thing he could show not anything not a single bit of anything just say hey my game's coming out on tuesday and people would line up around the block for it because day one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah day
0: one like yeah he's because of a who he
1: is and what he made so it's that brand recognition again just yeah. like someone who's you know been kind of toiling away and doing the work coming up with something that no one's ever heard of before yeah they ain't getting funded son yeah, yeah. and like
2: I, honestly i think the only The only publisher still trying to do that is Microsoft, Uh, like with ReCore and like like Gears of War 4 is an established franchise, but it's still they're making like a Gears of War game, which is a six hour long cover shooter. That's
1: pretty straightforward.
2: Uh, Yeah. And those have not been met with this nearly the amount of success that like God of War has for sure. Yeah. So.
1: okay, but I mean. Let's Re-core also sucked.
0: So well, Yes. But like but, but even those, like Recor Recor was it had very pedigree. Mo- pedigree. it had pedigree. It was also very modest. That game was yeah. Yeah. made made for a song. Uh and Gears of War Four, keep in mind that like Okay, yeah, they made Gears of War 4. Let's remember how Gears of War 4 happened at all. The studio that made it was in the middle of production of an original single-player IP for Xbox One. The studio had been opened specifically to make original single-player games for Xbox One, and they canceled that shit, brought in the guy who used to be at Epic that was in charge of Gears of War, and said, go give us a franchise sequel. Go give us something that will have multiplayer and that will have some recognizability. Yeah, some rather angry than guy
2: in a do-rag. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah.
0: And so and so risky was the idea of their original single player IP that they were willing to shakehand two years of work that had been done at Black Tusk, I think was yeah, the original t- name of that place. What?
1: It something became t- the collective. It
0: became the collective, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's really funny. I am... I'm so excited that Amy Hennig is just, like, out there again. And she's she's getting active because I can't wait to see what she does next. I just feel like there yeah. are... There are a lot of really, really talented developers out there uh, who will never work on the scale that a Naughty Dog did does or could. Yeah. And I, I want to see her tell a story... That's not like we got to make all the money in the world. Like, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: something, something well, that's and, a little and, bit and more modest. <clears throat> and I think like, that's what drew her and uh, Jade Raymond as well to EA in the first place was like, okay, they're going to give us the opportunity to make games okay. on that scale and then the shareholders alike. so going to give you an
0: opportunity to make ultimate team dog that's Ulti- what you yeah <laughs> you give me that han solo ultimate team oh look at that i got a i got a gold foil akbar in this $5 <laughs> ultimate team pack okay okay All right, yeah i want a gold foil akbar too all right too. okay thank you nobody's denying that they want Gold foil a gold Act. Foil. <laughs> yeah,
1: alright. God damn. It. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> Yo! Alright. Apropos of nothing, did you all know that it's Chris Avalone writing the Star Wars game that Respawn's making? Yes. I didn't know I did that. Not. That's I'm nine times more interested now. That's awesome. That's you know. They got a real game. <laughs> a real game, <laughs> game <laughs> that's getting they, made. They have a writer worve. <laughs> it's real. So. Uh, so the other thing we wanted to talk about at the top of the show was y'all Team Sobble or what? That's how you say that name, right? That little yes. water Pokemon? Yeah. Y- y'all, Absolutely. You're all All right. Good.
1: He's the anxiety Pokemon.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He does. Yeah. All right. So, all right, No. I'm you not, know what? I'm going to... No. I'm going to break it. Okay. Ahead. Okay. Do it. So first of all, yes, he's the anxiety Pokemon, and therefore he, he is my family, and I love him, and I will cherish my son forever, but... I don't like monkeys. Okay. I just straight up don't like monkeys.
0: Get them out. No monkeys.
1: And the (laughs) rabbit, the rabbit is just, that's that. okay so you remember that article we did about pokemon who yes. phoning it in yeah <laughs> how can i forget <laughs> the, that rabbit is phoning it in that's like you know what make a rabbit give it some like red tips on the ears i don't know it's <laughs> like you know he shops at you go topic. Hang out in the
0: bag of trash that's still online can, can people go read what the three of us wrote i think because a like a we were like this actually. one's fucking magnets get out of here magnets
1: <laughs> It's just goddamn keys.
0: Oh, yeah, the keychain. Oh, what an asshole, that keychain This guy. is just
1: a sword.
0: You just uh,
2: gamesradar.com, uh, 12 Pokemon that just aren't trying hard oh, enough. Oh,
1: really? It's still there?
0: Yep, it's still there. Nice. Nice. Uh, I thought for sure that would have been, like, updated with some awful headline that's like, Pokemon. 12 Ghost things hits. you need to
2: know about Pokemon <laughs> that just aren't trying hard enough. <laughs> 10, 12 <laughs>
0: What you need to know about that Pokemon. Um, 12 12 things you need to know about Pokemon. Everything we know about Pokemon Gen 9. (laughs) It'll probably happen. For the Nintendo gobbledygook.
1: Oh, Uh, God. We are. We are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield looks cool, man. I think it looks neat. Yeah.
1: I I think a lot of
2: people are a little disappointed that it's not like. The breath of the wildian paradigm shift that <sighs> everything needs to be, it needs to be an open world that's connected socially. It needs to, it's got to be freedom, yeah. It guys, fuck it, I don't whatever. Care. Like, don't
1: fix what ain't broke, right? Like, come on, it's Pokemon, also, don't just give us more.
2: The, the paradigm shift was the last one yeah. that came out. Pokemon, let's go, and it's great. Oh, that's I true. like it a lot, yeah? it's fun. Okay and the kids dig it so like i don't know
0: yeah oh, okay, i yeah, I, it's fine. I or don't. i don't know man i like i don't i the i, I feel like feel like there is a contingent of people that are not like that don't allow themselves to have joy <laughs> or, <Yeah>. or no <laughs> Or, or if they do allow themselves to have joy, they have to make sure, like, it's the two extremes. Either they hate everything and nothing is good enough, or it's joy, and if you don't recognize how wonderful my performative joy is, then you're a shithole. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> why, can't, why can't we just be like, that looks good? I th- I'm sure that it'll have drawbacks, <laughs> but I'm sure it will also be
2: pretty enjoyable. It will be a fun but flawed experience. Why so can't so, like everything? <laughs> that's else. not okay. a
0: conversation.
1: <laughs> I need to. I need. I'm looking at this thing that we wrote, and I need to read this to you. It <laughs> picks me up. Okay, Fletchling. Go first, everybody. A- if you're listening, go Google Fletchling Pokemon. Fl- Fletchling, a bird. Look at it. It's a bird. Not something bird-like or inspired by birds, but an actual bird. Not exactly overstuffed with creativity, is it? Sure, you might argue that Psyduck is just a duck, but he's bursting with personality and neuroses. This guy? He's hanging out at Starbucks hoping to nab some scone crumbs. C- for you, Fletchling.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just like a sparrow. Fucking yeah, it looks Fletchling. like a little
1: robin or something. It's, like, terrible. Um.
0: Uh, yeah, so, like, do you guys... Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the three of us are not the people that play Pokemon day well, one. No. We just wait. We wait yeah, a little. Yeah,
1: we do.
0: Yeah. And we get there eventually.
1: Oshawott, get in the sea, Panda Otter in a onesie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> get in the sea. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Do you guys have any final thoughts on Pokemon before we before we start talking about how Oshawott needs to get mate? in the ocean? You what, mate? That's all I got. It's yeah. <laughs> in England, I think. I don't know.
2: It looks fine. Yeah, I'm so scared. My kid's going to my kid loves Pokémon. He's going to love it. Whatever. Yeah, Nintendo will make
0: great. a billion dollars. Yeah. All all the money forever.
1: Exactly. Uh, and that, you know what? And that's it, it's here. Okay. <clears throat> no, it's not innovative and it's not like the breath of the wild of Pokémon. And I'm happy because I like some things to exist just the way they are. Because yeah. they're wonderful the way they are.
0: And that's fine. And that's just fine. It's yeah. it's not not a problem. Yeah. Uh, that is that is actually a, a perfect a perfect transition uh, sentiment to something I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I know that uh, eventually we're gonna get into that place where Susan's just gonna say, Honey, you're growing up. Oh no. But but I, I I came, I had a revelation uh, this past weekend as I was playing video games. I had a few minutes to myself, and I, uh, I had purchased Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, because Dave had recommended to me, he was like, it's so delightful, the writing is great, it's wonderful to be around these characters again, even if it's only for a couple of hours. This game was $3.50, I have the VR thing. I like Psychonauts. I was just, like, there for it, in in the mood. And I plugged it in, turned it on, and it's worth spending $3.50 just for the moment that, like, uh, oh, God, I, I can't remember her name. The the psychedelic psychic, uh, Mila.
1: Mila. Who, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, me, like, the first thing that happens is Mila, like, gets into your face and is, like, making sure that you're okay and that you're... Because you're in Raz's head. And Raz is your POV character in the helmet. And just hearing those characters speak again, I was like, oh man, I still love Psychonauts. Yeah, this yeah. It's, it's great. Like,
2: it's like, they, it's like they, there's no gap in time between no this
0: and the... Yeah. It's, it's you wake up with the headset on and you're on the plane that they are taking off in at the end of the original game. It's just boom right back there and it's it's amazing it's it's so nice hearing these characters and seeing them again and, <laughs> and <laughs> t- about five minutes later, I said to myself wait a second have I always hated point-and-click adventures because oh, this no. sucks and I want nothing to do like the way it works is... It's not a a pure point-and-click adventure. It's a little bit more simple, but it is a point-and-click adventure. You have to look around and either project yourself into other characters' minds psychically or manipulate things with Raz's old powers. You can use telekinesis. You can do that little fire shot. You can manipulate things in the environment. And it's all, how do I trigger a sequence of events to take place in order to push the story forward? So it's you know how, how what how, what cupboard do I open what inputs into a lock do I press to move this thing in the environment and I was just like sitting there with like I stopped playing and I'm just sitting there with the VR helmet on in in, in the light like slowly sipping tea and you the way you have to drink tea when you have a PSVR on is you have to tip your head all the way back <laughs> oh <my laughs> like God. you can't just do it because it's in the way so you have to be like eh. Looking even more ridiculous. Looking even more ridiculous. And then I realized that I had never in 36 years of life ever finished a point and click adventure as an adult without cheating. I always look up at a fact. I always get some kind of hint inevitably because I don't enjoy repeatedly like, does this work? No. Does this work? No. I can't. I Oh, that little one-pixel part of the environment was what I was supposed to look at? And as I had this revelation, I realized that no one is going to judge me because I don't love point-and-click adventures. No one's going to think that I'm a jerk because I didn't enjoy a point-and-click adventure by Double Fine and by Tim Schafer, and that I could just walk away from this game, say it's well-made, and that's it. And that's it's fine. It's it's totally okay <laughs> to realize, like, you know what, this genre is not for me, and I don't have to adhere to some larger, I like, amorphous idea of what's cool and what's worth preserving.
1: Okay, hang on. Yeah, I have, I have a question, and this is this is yeah. very important. I'm I'm ready. Have you ever played point and click games that aren't? Lucasarts or Lucasarts emu- inspired.
0: Yes, because I grew okay. up on Sierra point-and-click adventures. I grew up okay. on. Te- okay. I, I I grew up on text parser, uh, Kings Quest. Uh, I, I I very famously learned to use a keyboard uh, with Leisure Suit Larry at the ripe old age of six. Uh, Kings Quest Five. I adored Kings Quest Five when I was really really young. Uh, but like. It's not just those games. It's not just the LucasArts things. You know, like a few years ago, I went down this rabbit hole of when the Broken Sword games were being uh,
1: mm-hmm. ported
0: to DS. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to play all the Broken Sword games because they're supposed to be amazing. And mm-hmm. I just slogged through the first one and then eventually got a fact and just read along and was like, do this, do this, do this. When I built a PC for the first time in 2014, I built it with the the idea that finally I'm going to be able to access all of these legendary early aughts PC games Mm -hmm. that I never played. Um, The Longest Journey. Mm-hmm. I, I can finally play The Longest Journey. And you know what? I fucking quit playing The Longest Journey because yep. I don't want to listen to a 20-year-old talk about how cool she and her sci-fi arts friends are and <laughs> wonder why I'm spending four and a half hours because I didn't find the magic cup of coffee. Screw that shit! Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that somebody out there gets a lot of out of the the brain-tickling process of finding out what rubber band is supposed to be MacGyvered onto what paper clip, But you know what? It's just not for me. And I'm not saying that they're all bad. I'm not saying that a everybody's- A lot of
1: them are, though. Many, yeah. most of them a are. A lot I think of them that- are really, are really bad. And uh, because there is this, you have to carry a lot of garbage in your pocket, and a lot of the puzzles have no basic in any kind of real world logic, so it's just right. try the chicken on the, the door, try the co- yeah. so, you know the soda can on the door, because nothing makes sense. Yeah, that's bad design. Yeah, in my opinion. Anyway, I guess there are some people who enjoy the silliness of it or the abstractness of it, or I I don't know. Um, I think. I think that aspect of the LucasArts games was bad design, but the characters and the writing mm-hmm. and the yeah. aesthetic was so good and that <clears throat> you were kind of okay with it.
2: And then what happened but. was because adventure games for the longest time, like if you wanted a good story, like that kind of story, like just taught, rather than like big drawn out RPG kind of story, you wanted like a taught story in a scenario that you typically wouldn't get in a video game. You played an adventure game, but now people just make games with stories like that without right. that yeah. bullshit yeah. around it. Like you can get like, dude, I kickstarted the Longest Journey sequel. They're the the second, the third Longest Dream, Journey. Dream, sequel. Third no, it's long- not
0: Dreamfall. It's the sequel. No, to it's Dreamfall. the one after that. Dreamfall chapters. Yeah, Dreamfall chapters. I, I
2: kickstart. I haven't. Pl- I haven't touched it because I, I was like, I yeah. just. I don't have like it. I used to play those games largely for the story, and now it's just like people can make a game that has a story. That's really good. That doesn't do that. Yeah. The
1: ones that I used to gravitate towards were your, your mist likes.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The journeyman project games were the shit though. They were really good. But the ones where you're in a, a, a different look, it's an unreal looking place. And you are wandering around and trying to understand the logic of that place. But sure. there was logic there.
0: Yeah, an internal logic, like an internal things in that an yeah. internal logic. It's oh. like I, there are definitely games. I mean, you and I, Susan, have bonded for years over our love of D and D two. Yeah, and like they're kind of point and click adventures, but they not absolutely l- are. Yeah, like like they they have all of these other things like. There are shooting mechanics, like there's action, you have to explore physically rather than just tapping around the environment, and ultimately, what they offer you in terms of puzzles are so simplistic and adhere to a weird internal logic of the place, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like, find the rubber tube, now throw that rubber tube off the bridge so that it floats into the porta potty and... That's, like, some real shit you have to do at the beginning but of the longest journey. You
2: guys remember the the Gabriel Knight 3, like, the infamous puzzle, right? No, the, no. Oh, yeah, it's, like, you have to, like, you have to get, like, a fake ID to sneak into this place. But, like, you, in order to solve the puzzle, you have to put a mustache on your character okay. to sneak past the guard. But then the ID doesn't have a mustache, so you have to put a mustache on the ID. So it's just, like, like you have to go through all of these ridiculous steps just to progress in the game. And it was like, I think that was the moment when like people, people were like, okay, maybe we're done with adventure games for a while. Maybe let's just put that on the the
1: the (laughs) thing. So what infocom games, uh, which are classic text adventures because they were text adventures. The, the mechanics, what you're doing is walking from room to room, picking up stuff and trying to use that stuff to solve puzzles. Which is what an adventure game is, but because it's text, it flat out tells you what's in the room, mm-hmm. right? So it's like the the puzzles are as complicated. There's there's a puzzle for in uh, Leather Goddesses from of Fo- uh, Phobos, Leather Goddesses of Phobos that is so incredibly you have to kiss a frog so you can get a prince, awesome. You go to you go to kiss it and you're like, "Oh, the thought of your lips touching it is too much so you got to put on chapstick." Oh, you see <laughs> it's bumpy skin and okay, now you got to put on chapstick and close your eyes. Oh, you hear it croaking and you got to put cotton balls in your ears. Like there's this whole but it's it it it's easier conceptually because you you get it immediately because right. a lot of it has to be spoken to you because mm-hmm. it's all text. And I feel like when it made the jump to a more visual medium, there was just so much information on the screen that a lot of that got lost.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, those early Sierra uh, adventures, things like King's Quest, Leisure Suit Larry, mm-hmm. Space Quest, uh, even those early Quest for Glory games, they really sort of like rode that divide. They were like, "Oh, we can actually have like these rich illustrations and give you an environment to explore." But all of those games were so lingual, like they were mm-hmm. about engaging with a text parser and really sitting there and having a dialogue directly with the game, rather than doing, you know, playing out the worst version of a movie that you could possibly mm. imagine. <laughs> I like. I hate to like sit here and just keep bagging on the longest journey, but playing the longest journey, I was like, it's "Wait death. a second, it, it, this isn't like." this wasn't a legendary game and its reputation has survived because it was a legendary game. This was a legendary game because all the people who thought it was legendary were fucking 18 when they played it for the first time. Hi. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hello.
2: How's it going? Yeah. 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 Like I played through it on my iPad again and I was like, man, this game's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Not to, it really is the longest
0: journey if you know what I mean. Hey. uh, Hey. So Dave, uh, the longest journey you are yeah. returning to an old journey that you've attempted before yeah. and the reason that you've never completed it is that you're a completist nutbar who thought that you could 100% everything forever okay not like
2: 100% but just okay so i'm playing final fantasy 9 on the switch uh, if backers know that I have bought it like five times already, and this is the one that's, I'm going to finish it, you guys. I'm so actually, i you, have yeah,
1: never finished this before.
2: No, okay. the furthest I've gotten, I actually just passed that point last night. I'm 30 hours in. I just finished the Desert Palace, uh, which is right around like the midpoint of disc three, I want to say. And yeah, so so yeah, but no, like I yeah, I got to a point where like I don't know, like I just hit a wall with the difficulty because the way that that game is built, you have to have abilities to beat a lot of the hardest stuff in the game. Just because, like by by near the end of the game, everyone's thrown status effects, right? You gotta have the mm-hmm. status, effects, status effects, and so you have to have abilities to counter that. So like, okay, so this guy's gonna use darkness a lot. I'm gonna have the ability that. You, you can't make you can't inflict darkness on me, I'm impenetrable. But all of those abilities are tied to items and weapons that you find throughout the game. The problem is to get most of those items you need to either play a bunch of bullshit mini-games <laughs> like the the Chocobo Forest. You don't you have like to having to
0: catch frogs? You gotta go no, catch frogs.
2: Man. <laughs>
1: Wait a minute.
0: Tell Susan, that they're not all good frogs. You can't just go no. catch frogs. You got to get the good ones. So yeah, ones.
2: There, there's a forest where you play as that quinoa, whatever quinoa, and you just run around a for, uh, forest, and there are frogs, and uh-huh. you run up to it, uh, and you hit the button, and if you're fast enough, you eat it, uh, and then there are mechanics that are like, you want to make sure that you leave one male and one female frog that you can only discern by like the little tiny black stripe on the side of it. Uh, and you keep those in the in the forest. So when you come back like three hours later, there will be more frogs in.
1: Oh thing. no, that's not, that's bad. Oh no. Yeah, it's bad.
2: And there oh, are no. four forests, you have to eat 99 frogs in order to see all that whole quest. Then there's the Chocobo Forest, you have to find a Chocobo, and you have to dig around these forests, there's a lagoon, and you dig up treasure, and randomly, maybe, you'll get a Chocograph, which leads you to a special point on the map. That point on the world map will have a treasure that may give you an item that you need. Then, uh, there's stealing items, where uh, every enemy has a common uh, Common, uncommon, semi-rare and rare item that you can steal from them many of the rarest items are like incredible like you need them to to help you progress in the game but like the chance of getting one is like 1 in 256 so you're in these battles with bosses that are just clearing the floor with you so you have to steal, 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 steal blah blah blah. Then there's the magnet (laughs) that you have to keep track of there are moogles everywhere that have letters that you want to be delivered from place to place, and it's like, okay. And then, like, I'm not even getting into the card game, or like, there's so much going on, oh, no. and you have to remember
0: why would anyone this, do any of this stuff?
2: This was the game where the strategy guide was garbage. Back in the early 2000s, Square Enix had a service called Play Online where they were trying to do this thing where like this would be like their online hub for Square information. So you bought, you spent money dollars for a physical strategy guide, you'd open it up, okay, boss strategy, how do I beat this boss? input the code boss man into play online to find out all of the strategies to defeat this boss. Like it would just not, there would be entire pages of like side quests where the game would just be like, put this code into play online to find out how to solve the quest. It. Yeah. And you need these items to like, they
0: were trying to to pivot to video Susan. That's yeah. (laughs) It's not their fault. They were trying to pivot to video. Okay.
1: Okay. So what are you, then how are you going to, if you have yeah, to do all right. this
0: stuff Here, here's the thing though Susan you've played Final Fantasy 13 2 you've yes. played Final Fantasy XV and guess what you know the secret I know the secret all of this shit is in every Final Fantasy game and you don't have to do any of it you just think you do you don't yes. have to do <laughs> any of it ever yeah. And yeah. oh man I had to get the gold chocobo with the desert rose to <laughs> go get the knights of the round no you don't don't no. do it!
2: <laughs> yeah, and so that was the thing. Like, 17-year-old me, 16-year-old me, whatever, was like, I gotta do all this stuff, and I missed, like, something. I was like, well, I gotta go. Like, that was, like, two hours ago. I don't have a stay from then. Well, I guess I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. And so, But now I'm just like, like, like I'm following a strategy guide because I want to see all of this stuff, but I'm like, like, if I miss something, fuck it. I'm just going. Uh, also... One thing that mitigates a lot of that difficulty that comes from, like, having the right gear at the mm-hmm. optimum time is this version has so many great cheats built in. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So you can pause the game at any time, press the L button, and you turn on battle assistance. All of your characters have full transmitter, so, like, all their limit breaks are a- r- limit breaks are active. And they uh, they can't take damage unless they're hit with the doom or death spell. Oh. Or you can you can speed up the speed of the game by like three three hundred percent just by hitting the R button. Yeah, and you just you zip around like like fucking random encounters like nothing. Oh, you that's can turn good. Off, you can turn off random encounters if you want. If you're like, man, where the fuck is this treasure thing? I keep going into battle. You yep. turn it off. Boom. Um, there are also permanent cheats in the game that, like, I haven't touched, but if you really want to, like, break this game, you can. You just go in the config menu, and all of the abilities that you have equipped to your character, hit a button, you've mastered them all.
0: Oh, what? Yep. That's the best feature ever. You want maximum gill? Hit a button. Oh, wow. You know what? I want not buy this now.
1: That is fantastic. Yeah.
0: I love it. So...
1: Like now, here's a game we know you've probably bought at least twice already. You know what? F it. Here, yeah. let me yeah, throw here you open go. the vault for you.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's like
1: <sighs> that's clutch. Yeah. All of the
0: stress has dissipated now. I'm having fun with this game. Yay!
1: And and, and
0: and just because you're not like getting the challenge, you still enjoy going through it, right? You still yeah. like. You're, was, like yeah. I totally forgot this
2: game has like a weird sci-fi twist. Oh yeah, like, it
0: goes to a weird
2: place. Holy shit! I totally forgot about that. Oh, so uh, you're about so to beat it. You're like you're near the end. I'm like I like a, I just, yeah desert palace. I'm going to
0: Estogaza. Susan, have you I'm have at... you did you ever play nine?
1: You no. started
0: with thirteen two. Right? Technically, I started
1: I... with three.
0: The DS version of three? No. Or the oh the Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Super Nintendo three. Yeah. yeah. So, so nine. Here, here is the two things about nine, and like I guess spoiler warnings. But guys, the game is fucking stop eighteen it. years no, old. Stop. Yeah, like, it. Come on. Yeah. So two things to know about Final Fantasy Nine is like it's like it's medieval, cool, medieval, 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 and then you get to like the four fifths of the way through the game, and it's just like, nah, son, you're a monkey clone by aliens who work for death. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it the plot is final
2: fantasy yeah, yeah like
0: and like just for like the last five or six hours like that's just what happens and the other part of it is when dave says like abilities you can just learn all of the abilities the way your characters work in final fantasy 9 is imagine if you were playing persona and when you equip a persona, now you have access to all of those mm-hmm. spells, right? Mm-hmm. What if you didn't have access to most of those spells right off the gate? You have to like sit there and wait for a meter to fill and then you know the spell. Well and you yeah have to, so you have, to, you have to you have to do like 10 or 12 fights just to fill up the most basic of them
2: Well like you can have access to them when you equip the item, but you learn them permanently right. Once you fill up that ability bar by just fighting a whole lot.
0: But it'll and be like, Oh, the, sh- the shitty boots, the shitty boots that really like knock your defense all the way down. They're the ones oh. that have fire. Nope. Right.
1: Yeah. Nope. 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 Nope.
0: Nope. But this, no, this fixes It this fixes all of it. That's yeah, great.
2: That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. It, it's just, it reminds me of, uh, what you were talking about a few years ago it called something
0: that you call tourist mode, tourist mode, tourist
2: mode where, yeah, where like, um, I had attempted to start this with final fantasy eight, but like my attention span was garbage and I didn't do it. But like you basically, you find a game shark cheat off of game facts that has all of the magic, all everyone's like level 99, whatever. And you just put it on your fucking yeah. Vita or whatever. Yeah. And Fire then up. just, enjoy it and like i think that's where i'm at right now like uh seven's coming out on the switch again i'm gonna play it again and i'm gonna like i did it before when i played it on ps4 and i'm gonna abuse the hell out of those cheats again there you go uh 12 is coming out on switch i'm gonna play that again and i'm just gonna leave that three times speed yeah thing on forever because <laughs> that game is way too slow uh mm. same 10 and 10 too like it's just i these things, if you, they have to be put in these games, yeah, I feel like and if you're gonna re-release something like this, I think that's the way to do it. Is I to want put it there for people to enjoy the game in a way that they want to enjoy it.
0: Wouldn't that wouldn't that be tight if Persona Five, whatever they call it for Nintendo Switch, when the Persona Five re-release hits Switch, and it's just like. Seriously, just tell us up front. Do you guys want to do the last two engine uh, uh, dungeons? Yeah, no. <laughs> kidding. Listen, if you want, we will
1: just let you go straight to the bosses.
0: <laughs> you give, we will for you, for yeah. you. Yeah,
1: because oh my god, all those stupid puzzles and the oh
0: god, not doing terrible. it, not doing yeah. any of that. Well, Dave, I I'm excited to hear what what you think of the end because it's it's fun. I, I, There are a lot of people that hate the final boss of F- Final Fantasy IX. I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty classical. Uh, Susan, mm. before we leave the subject of tourist mode, mm-hmm. you're taking a little bit of a tour back through a place that everybody else in the land has abandoned. Indeed. They, aband- they abandoned it in the end of 2018. They never looked back. They said, West Virginia, go to hell,
1: yeah, go to hell. That's true. That's yeah. true. No, I am... Uh... Okay, so Bethesda recently announced that they are going to have three free updates, one in spring, one in summer, and then I think one in winter. And the one in spring fixes several things that I've I've taken issue with, Uh, and I'm ecstatic about that. In the meantime, they've done all of these uh, updates to make it more stable so it doesn't crash anymore. It's still buggy, but not nearly what it was. Mm. Uh, they've increased the storage again, so it's now double what it was when the game launched. And in the spring update, there are, here's what, it, this is so silly, but there's teddy bears in the game. These teddy bears are different and named. There's Little Ginger Snuggles, there's <laughs> Quantum Bear, there's Teddy Fear. <laughs>
2: These are all great.
1: <laughs> there, there's bubblegum bear. There's bumble bear. And you can, so you find these things out in the world. And, but if you try to put them down in your camp, it shows up like you've dropped it. You you can't display it. it it's just, just like looks, on the ground. It just, it's when you drop something in the game, it's a brown paper bag. Ugh. so if you try to put, if you have a, a, shelving, and you try to put a bear in your shelving, you're going to drop a paper bag on the floor. In the spring update, you will now be able to decorate your camp with things you pick up in the world, like teddy bears, or a gun, or whatever you want to. A a Nuka-Cola clock, if thou desirest. And that was one of the big problems I'd have with the game, because what makes the game fun for me... Is the personalization of my living space. So yeah, yeah I'm stoked about it. So you get that, animal,
0: cro- you get Fallout, Animal Crossing.
1: I am doing Fallout, at <laughs> ir- irradiated Animal Crossing is what I am doing. Yes, and there's. <laughs> also
0: <ready>. Thank you, <laughs> mutant Tom Nook. It's fine, mutant Tom Nook. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have your caps, your bottle caps. <laughs> get out of here! It's exactly, you it. creepy it's ragoon, exactly what man. I'm doing.
1: And they're adding, you know, they're adding more story, obviously, and all that good stuff. But yeah, so I'm really digging it.
0: Are there people in there? Are there like, are you running into folks?
1: Let me tell you about people in Fallout 76. Every single time. Okay, I will give you an example. So I'm at a, in the train stations, there is always a vendor. There's always a vendor, a stash box, and some kind of workbench. Every single railway station in the entire game, you know this to be true. And so that's where you sell extra stuff, or you can pick up health items or ammo or whatever. I'm at one of these. I am talking to the vendor, who is a robot. I have my back to the train station. I hear someone shooting at. A player, not a not something from the game, but a person. I'm like, is this one of these jackholes who's just like, I'm shooting you. (laughs) No, what it was was like a level 119 player who was trying to get my attention so that I would see he was giving me stuff. He left a, he left a paper bag on the floor with all sorts of guns and ammo and health oh, items. Oh man. And we waved to each other and he left. And that That's happens That's awesome. It happens constantly. When when I run into someone whose level is is that high, they always stop and give me something. Ammo or food or water or something. Every single time without fail. And it's just there was a guy so I have, I, you have workbenches to fix your armor or fix your guns or, or what have you. And I have several in my house. And I was in my house and my doors happened to be open. Hmm. So a guy comes in and he's, he's using the workbench. And I, I think maybe he didn't realize this was my house.
0: Like a house, yeah.
1: Yeah, like a house. So I come downstairs and I just stand there and I wave to him. <laughs> and he, looks at, he finishes what he's doing and he looks at me and he waves – And he leaves me some stuff to pay for. Yeah, he left you you. money in the till. He left me money in the till. And then he goes off and he goes and he's doing his thing. And that happens all the time.
0: I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this being a regular thing, but I find when there are deeply flawed games that are going to like expected to be huge and then they're not that the people that remain are really friendly. Yes, I
1: agree. And
0: this happens over and over and over again. When I built my first PC in 2014, this was April of 2014, so we're... A good six months out from the release of the original Titanfall, which mm. by then everybody was like, "Fuck Titanfall! It's terrible! I'm never going to play Titanfall again." I remember
1: this. I remember yeah, I, this because
0: I called you that night. I was like, "Yeah, I just had the weirdest experience in the world because <laughs> because it was positive."
1: <laughs> well, like I, I
0: like in inst- I was like, "Ooh, now I have something that can run Titanfall and it'll look really good." And I started playing online, and I'm. Uh, like, on on a game that I've played regularly bad at competitive first-person shooters, and I kept getting to the end of matches, and people would be like, hey, man, you really, really are getting better. You know, like, just keep trying, and uh, look, uh, I don't know what cards you have, but when I started, these were the common things that I had, oh and God. put this on your mech, And, like, I, I was like, uh... <laughs> Are you gonna tell me that my mom's a hooker? Because I've I've only used Xbox recently <laughs> and I don't know what to do. But I think I like I see this I see this over and over again. The exact same thing happened with the ill-fated um SimCity. Uh, Mm -hmm. the SimCity that had to always be online, I found that the community that survived before that game vanished into the ether, the community that survived very much had this attitude of let's make it work. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all here, we're we're sticking around, let's make it work. And it's so cool to hear that you're, that 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 is bearing out in Fallout 76.
1: It really makes me love being in Appalachia. And just being there. Because if I run into a human, odds are really, 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 really high. They're going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. And it's like, it's
0: not, as with all things related to Fallout 76, that's not really a Fallout fantasy. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the world of Fallout is so fundamentally cruel. But I do think that that's a far more interesting apocalyptic fantasy than what you've seen in, you know, in anything. You know see that's
1: that that's really part of what appeals to me ab- about this is the whole story is that you're the last straggler out of a vault everybody's long gone you whatever party happened you missed it by a lot and so now great you're out in the world what do yeah and it's just okay well the war's been fought all the drama is done I just need dinner
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, and and that air of there's all these other people out here who are just just looking for dinner, just trying to make today a little less shitty than yesterday really appeals to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh well everybody, uh speaking of things that really appeal to us, the uh and make the world a, less shitty. And and make the world less <laughs> shitty. There are a contingent of human beings that cause this show to happen, uh, at all. And they are our Patreon backers, and we cannot thank you enough for being among them. Uh, there is a tier of, uh, Patreon backer, uh, $10 and up, that get a shout-out here on the show. And Dave is going to deliver their shout-outs promptly.
2: Yep. Special shout-outs here to Ryan Brady, Nick Grugan, Double Taco, Yaddle, Gluttony1of7, Peter... Ryan Mance, Derek Sanskrit, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, Eric Van Quill, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Ellie O'Dare, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshock, uh, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Axel Olson-Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Bullet bob Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you, guys. From the bottom of our hearts, everyone... Everyone who backs us, everyone who listens, everyone who shares. So
0: it's, it really it's for means, you. Yeah. And it's it means you. a lot to us. It means so much no to us. no idea. Uh, if you are not a Patreon backer and this is your first time listening, uh, please go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. Even a dollar makes an enormous difference to uh, to making this show happen, it's it's really Andre, a big deal. Andre, if
1: you're listening, that crisp dollar bill you were mentioning, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, other than that, um, you know, if you guys would like more of this, uh, and you don't have the dollar to spend, we really understand that too. Uh, please just share the show. You know, if there's if there's somebody you know who uh, is is the type of person that would enjoy what we make, just let them know this exists. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter twitter.com slash continue pod and you can go to our website continuepod.com. and yeah Dave where can the people find you find me on Twitter at David Robots and a- Susan, Susan <laughs> where can the people find
1: you uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt you can also find me at PAX East if yeah. you're attending that lovely Air gathering horse.
0: On, on some really, really cool panels, and we'll, we'll detail
1: uh, yeah, closer the, where to. And,
0: yeah, the where's and when's of where to catch yeah. Susan on panels at PAX East. Uh, as for me, you can catch me on Twitter every single day at A. John Agnello and at EscapistMagazine.com. Uh, if you would like to read about some cool stuff about video games, I just wrote an essay about how Kingdom Hearts is a work of outsider art made deep deep inside the establishment writing every word of that piece I was like I can <laughs> feel Susan's, Susan's seething. it felt so good um, <laughs> alright everybody we'll see you in two weeks thank you for listening goodbye
1: what, why are you taking it <laughs> <laughs>